the Lord gave the word, and great was the company of them that published it. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Welcome to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast that reaches around the world daily with the good news about Jesus Christ our Lord. I am your host, Bishop Fred A. Carwell Sr. Now lend me your ear and let's go inside of Know Your Bible and hear God's life-changing word. Welcome to Know Your Bible. Exodus, Exodus chapter 15, and the B portion of verse 26. Exodus, the 15th chapter, and the B portion of verse 26, you'll find these words. For I am the Lord that healeth thee. That's who he is. That's one of his facets of one of his attributes. I am the Lord that healeth thee. It's one thing when a prophet comes and says, thus saith the Lord. But it's another thing when the Lord says it himself. First person singular up close and in person Face to face. For I am the Lord. That healeth thee. All healing. Every bit of it. Comes from God. It's a mystery sometimes. When people. Don't get healed. Mm -hmm. I've come to stir up. Your pure mind by way of remembrance. To let you know that it's a mystery sometimes when people don't get healed. When healing does not manifest itself, then what? I can hear the Lord saying, be still and know that I am God. There's a lot of things in this life we won't understand. God will one of these days have to make the hard things plain. But one thing we do know, that he's the healer. As we look at a few of these scriptures on this morning, and when we think about healing, we know that it is God's will for us to prosper. We know that it is his will for us to be in health. We know that it is even in his will for our soul to prosper in the things of the Lord. But what happens when you pray for somebody and they don't recover? Did God fail? Did the individual run short on faith? What happened? Does the devil have more power than God? 
See, sometimes the devil will play with our mind because we look at the scripture and we look at the body. And we wonder what happened. Well, what we need to realize is that our lives are in God's hands. Something else we need to hear and realize, it is he who has made us and not we ourselves. So what happens when you pray and someone dies on you? Keep praying. Keep looking unto Jesus. Thank him that you're still alive. I believe that the Bible has answers for a lot of our hard questions. I don't believe that every one of them will be realized on this side of glory, but I do believe that some way and somehow, even if we have to go to sleep In the bosom of Jesus with a question mark on our mind. One day he's going to make the hard things plain. But until then we're going to dig in these scriptures and see what can we find out. God says I am the Lord that healeth thee. So that indicates then that that's a covenant name for God. Somebody may know him today as Jehovah Jireh, my provider. El Shaddai, the God that is more than enough. But today, let's see, can we find out who he is by this other covenant name, Jehovah Rapha. Jehovah Rapha, I am the Lord that healeth thee. I want to, the reason I'm sort of going through this because I want to make very, very sure, very sure that every word is where it should be. Because I realize that there are some of you that's probably not feeling well today. Some of y'all are probably challenged with sickness and arthritis and bursitis and, oh yes, hamatose. But God is still a healer. But there are some folk that walk with God that made an impact in their generation who died. And if you're not careful, it will engender unbelief. Now God did not give us this Bible to bring us to the point that we don't believe. He gave us this Bible so that we could believe because faith comes through only one avenue and that's by hearing. What about the death of the man who had a double portion? You know that was Elijah, the prophet of God. Then that was his protege, Elisha. And in thinking about this, I call your attention to 2 Kings chapter 13. When you have a double portion, a double anointing from a man who called down fire on the mountaintop, a man who did a lot of miracles and you have a double portion, 
you ought to be in pretty good shape. But I think one thing that all of us need to realize is this. None of us in here are here to stay always. It is appointed unto man once to die. And after that, the judgment. So no matter how strong we may be, it's a time to be born and it's a time to die. Death is a part of the landscape that we call life. And we must learn how to embrace both ends of that spectrum. Because if not, then we're going to give the devil a twofer. When our loved one dies, if we don't have enough faith to move on, then something inside of us is going to die and our desire to no longer live will present itself. I submit to you, and I've said it before, sometimes when our spouses leave or grandmother, mother, whomever we're close to leave, if you're not careful, you got a lot of questions. It's okay. I discovered this. It's okay to have a question for God. You know, people say, well, you shouldn't question the Lord. I don't know why you say that. Jesus had a question on Calvary. He said, my God, my God, why? It's perfectly okay to question God. But the problem comes in when the question is motivated by unbelief. To choose not to believe. But it's okay if you got a question because you're trying to get some understanding. Then you're no longer cynical. You got a question. And the Lord says, come now, let's reason together. The Lord ain't got no problem with, with us having no question. But the fool has said, see, that's the problem right there, the fool. That there is no God. So God doesn't have a problem when we have a question. If that was the case, Jesus never would have said, my God, my God, why? Anytime you raise why, it's a question. I don't know no other way to say why that's not a question. Do you? No, you don't. So why is it then that a man who had a double portion, who walked with a man, who saw him leave here in a chariot of fire, Died the way he died. Are you in 2 Kings 13? All right. Look at verse 14. The Bible says, Now Elisha was fallen sick with his sickness of which he died. And Joash, the king of Israel, came down unto him and wept over his face and said, Oh, my father, my father, the chariot of Israel and his horsemen. Elisha was a great and mighty man full of faith. But he attached, he got a sickness one day. Sickness attached itself to his flesh. And it was because of that sickness that he died. Yes, the man with the double portion got sick. Now God said, I am Jehovah Rapha. I am the Lord that healed thee. But yet, that was in Exodus. Now we're over in 2 Kings. A man who preached God, a man who had a word from God, a man who spoke for God to the people. Got a sickness 
that he couldn't shake. Got a sickness that led to his demise. And somebody reads this and say, why? Why didn't God heal Elisha? I don't know. You don't know. But one thing we can be clear about, and, and see, I, 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 I don't like getting into the sovereignty of God because that's too deep for me. But I do know this. If he healed back then, and he did, he can heal up here because some of y'all are witnesses that God still heals. Am I right about it? So this lesson is designed for you to not get stuck up on something you'll never figure out. <laughs> Don't get stuck up on it because all God wants us to know, he put it in the book. So Elisha, the man with the double portion, who took the mantle and struck the water and the water divided, my, what power. But that man lived such a holy, separated life in the presence of God but in the mind of God, when time came for him to receive him or for him to lie with his fathers, is the way they put it in the Old Testament, Elisha got sick and died of his sickness. But watch the power of God. See, when we live before God, even though we leave, we're going to leave something behind that's still going to be a blessing to somebody. You may not have a lot of money to leave behind to your kids. You may not have a lot of land, but you can leave a godly life behind. You can leave a life behind that's still speaking for Jesus when you sleep in his bosom. And that's what Elijah did. The power behind the fact that Elijah, yes, he died of his sickness. And they buried Elisha. But look at verse 20, same chapter. And Elisha died, and they buried him. See, God's word is so simple. They died, he died, and they buried him. <laughs> okay? It ain't hard. We just, we just try to figure too much out. He died, and they buried him. And the bands of the Moabites invaded the land at the coming in of the year. And it came to pass, as they were burying a man, that, behold, they spied a band of men and they cast the man into the sepulcher of Elisha and when the man was let down and touched the bones of Elisha he revived and stood up on his feet man God listen Elisha was so powerful until his bones in the ground when they let the man down in the ground because they saw the band of marauders coming toward them and they had this dead body. So they let the man down so that they could go ahead and move on quickly without him. And when the man's body touched the bones of Elijah, the man stood up in the grave. Uh -huh. Oh yeah. Even though he was dead, his life was still talking. Somebody tell the Lord thank you. Thank you then there was the death of Hezekiah. A man beloved of God. Isaiah chapter 38. I hope these scriptures in this message will put somebody's heart at ease. To go ahead and trust God in the place where you don't understand. Because the Bible tells us in another place... Through faith we understand. 
that the worlds were framed by the word of God. We have to take that by faith. Because we were not necessarily there when he did it. But the, the death of Hezekiah is sort of one of those things that it would bless all of us to, to understand. Yes, Hezekiah was loved by God. See, listen, could I just be real plain with you? Peter is gone. Mark is gone. Titus is gone. Hmm? Matthew is gone. One of these days, if the Lord delays his coming, we'll be gone. But see, while we are here, we need to seek that healing. We need to receive that prosperity so that we can have life in abundance, every need met. So we can learn how to keep our body and bring it under subjection. Lest that when we would have ministered to others, we can't get up because we are sick because we've abused our own bodies. You cannot make tobacco good for your body. Neither can you make alcohol good for your body. So we must in wisdom decide what kind of life we want to have while we are in these bodies. So God wants us healed. But he doesn't want us caught up on someone who died after we prayed. Because the prayer of the faith shall save the sick. And the Lord shall raise him up. But God ain't raising up nobody over and over again when it's time for them to depart. And that's something that's out of our hands. So in other words, let's learn where our place is. Our place is to trust God even when we can't understand. Believe God even when we can't see his hand. That he's going to work it out for our good. Hezekiah. Isaiah 38, 1 through 5. In those days was Hezekiah sick unto death. And Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos, came unto him and said unto him, Thus saith the Lord, Set thine house in order, for thou shalt die. And not live. Then Hezekiah turned his face toward the wall. And prayed unto the Lord. And said remember now. O Lord I beseech thee. How I have walked before thee in truth. And with a perfect heart. And have done that which is good in thy sight. And Hezekiah wept bitterly. Then came the word of the Lord to Isaiah saying. Go and say to Hezekiah. Thus saith the Lord. The God of David, thy father, I have heard thy prayer. I have seen thy tears. Behold, I will add unto thy days 15 years. In verse 6 says, and I will deliver thee and this city out of the hand of the king of Assyria. And I will defend this city. Now, the prophet Isaiah comes to King Hezekiah and said, Hezekiah, you need to set your house in order because you're getting ready to die. Hezekiah said, I don't want to die. I I don't want to leave here. I want to stay. Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and began to weep. 
What was his concession needed? Healing. The Lord says, okay, Hezekiah, I'm going to give you 15 more years to live. Now, on one hand, that's real good because Hezekiah had 15 more years to live. But on the other hand, that's not so good because he had a son by the name of Manasseh. The worst thing that could have happened to Israel was Manasseh. But God. In walking with the Lord, let me say this to you. We have to learn how to take the good with the bad. The sun may not shine every day. But there's a God up there that can bring some sunshine into your heart. And the best way to get that sunshine into your heart is with an understanding. And even when you don't understand, trust him. So Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and wept. And the Lord said, look at verse 5. Go and say to Hezekiah, Thus saith the Lord, the God of David, thy father, I have heard thy prayer, I have seen thy tears. Behold, I will add unto thy days 15 years. My goodness, what a blessing. What a blessing. He added a thousand and some odd more days to his life. Which tells me then that it's in the hands of God. He can add and he can subtract. But it's all in his hands. So just by the mere fact that God woke us up this morning ought to be a hallelujah. I know he promised us three score years and ten and four score by reason. And that's why I'm very careful because there are a lot of scriptures in here that a lot of y'all know and probably in your mind you run in reference. That's why it's so important to rightly divide it. Man, listen, God can add years to your life. We want those years, but we want those years to be healthy. We don't want those years to be lingering in some kind of sickness, lingering in some kind of nursing home, lingering. No, 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 no. We want to drive our own car, sleep in our own bed. We want that quality of life. You see, everybody's going to have eternal life because man is, is, is built to live forever. We know that. But the quality of life in heaven and the quality of life in the lake of fire and brimstone, both of these places are eternal, but it's going to be a whole lot more better to be with the Lord. Am I right about it? Now, I I, I could have concluded some things right here, but I wanted to show you another perspective of what happened because when Isaiah came into Hezekiah and told him that the Lord said, get your house in order because you're going to die, Something happened right there, and I think we can get a broader concept of what actually happened because Isaiah actually left out of the room where Hezekiah was. Can't you see Hezekiah turning over on his bed, his face facing the wall, and he crying out to the Lord, and his tears are running down real hot, and he's saying to the Lord who made him, I don't want to die. I don't want to go out like this. Please, Lord, let me live. So I thought in order to bring in another perspective of this same uh, occasion right here, we need to go to 2 Kings. Go to 2 Kings chapter 20. Because, you know, God's word is full of light. 
is full of wisdom. It's full of understanding. It's full of good things. And unfortunately for the wicked, it's full of terrible things. But praise God for the redeemed. I say praise the Lord for the redeemed. Hallelujah. Second Kings chapter 20, verses 4 through 6. Now this is, this is the same, let me just read from verse 1, okay? Verse 1, 2 Kings chapter 20, verse 1. In those days was Hezekiah sick unto death. And the prophet Isaiah, the son of Amos, came to him and said unto him, Thus saith the Lord, set thine house in order, for thou shalt die and not live. Then he turned his face to the wall and prayed unto the Lord, saying, I beseech thee, O Lord, remember now how I have walked before thee in truth and with a perfect heart and have done that which is good in thy sight. And Hezekiah wept very much. And it came to pass before Isaiah was gone out into the middle court that the word of the Lord came to him saying, Return and tell Hezekiah, the captain of my people, Thus saith the Lord, the God of David, thy father, I have heard thy prayer. I have seen thy tears. Behold, I will heal thee. On the third day, thou shalt go up unto the house of the Lord. Now, now, it's something right there. When the Lord healed folk, they ought to have at least sense enough to come to church. Huh? In three days. You can go to the house. Isaiah delivers this death notice and walks out. And he gets out into the center court. And the word of the Lord says to him, go back and tell Hezekiah that I'm going to extend his days. I'm going to give him 15 more years. Now, in verse 7 of this same chapter where did I stop I stopped at verse 5 okay let me, let me go for did I read verse 5 let me read it again return and tell Hezekiah the captain of my people thus saith the Lord the God of David thy father I have heard thy prayer I have seen thy tears behold I will heal thee on the third day thou shalt go up Unto the house of the Lord. And I will add unto thy days 15 years. And I will deliver thee and this city. Out of the hand of the king of Assyria. And I will defend this city. For mine own sake. And for my servant David's sake. Verse 7. And Isaiah said. Take a lump of figs. And they took and laid it. On the boil. And he recovered. Now don't, don't, don't you tell me. Home remedies don't work. Take some figs and lay it upon these boils, upon this boil. And Isaiah, Hezekiah, from the word of Isaiah, Hezekiah recovered figs. They tell me that there's so much nutrient in figs. But a lot of people don't like figs. Let me tell you something. When your body ain't feeling right, you ought to eat whatever it takes to feel better. I remember my mama used to stumble in the bedroom with them three sixes. Man, that stuff was so terrible. 
That was the devil's brew right there. But you know what? After you gulp that stuff down and squeeze your face muscles all tight, it wouldn't be too very long you start feeling better. Am I right about it? Them home remedies work, man. You stick a nail in your foot, mama say get the fat back. She put the fat back on there, tied up with a rag, and it pulled the poison out. See, in days like these, you kids don't know nothing about them home remedies. Them home remedies work, man. Huh? You all tied up, get some Epsom salt, put that big foot down in there. Amen. Get healed in the name of Jesus. All healing come from Jehovah Rapha. Every bit of it. Comes from the Lord. Put them figs on there. And he recovered. Verse 8. And Hezekiah said unto Isaiah, What shall be the sign that the Lord will heal me, and that I shall go up into the house of the Lord the third day? And Isaiah said, This sign shall thou have of the Lord, that the Lord will do the thing that he had spoken. Huh? His word ought to be enough. I ain't got no help in his. His word ought to be enough. So what happened when his word doesn't unfold? I don't know. But this I do know, have faith in God. Have faith in God. See, because this, 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 this environment in which we are living is filled with all kinds of spirits. All kinds of spirits are in this environment. That's why these, these demons have some of God's people not believing in healing no more. Because they've been sick so long. Let me tell you something. One word from God can change everything. I say one word from God can change everything. One word from God. Verse 9. And Isaiah said the sign. This sign. Shall I have of the Lord. That the Lord will do the thing. That he had spoken. Shall the shadow go forward 10 degrees. Or go back 10 degrees. And Hezekiah answered, it is a light thing for the shadow to go down 10 degrees. Nay, but let the shadow return backwards 10 degrees. And Isaiah the prophet cried unto the Lord, and he brought the shadow 10 degrees backwards, by which it had gone down in the dial of Ahaz. See, they even had, they even had Gucci watches back then. The Lord reversed it. Now verse 20. Same chapter. Verse 21. And Hezekiah slept with his fathers. And Manasseh his son. Reigned in his stead. That was the problem right there. That those 15 years brought. And it created a mass problem. For the children of Israel. Because of Manasseh. See sometimes. You know I'm blessed to have. Son and daughter and grandchildren and all that I thank God for them they have not brought no great embarrassment upon the family and all that not to say you know they probably wouldn't caught like some of y'all but you know when you think about it you know it's a blessing to have good health your health is your wealth and it's such a blessing to wake up even when you don't feel good when you wake up. It's still a blessing to wake up and be able to get up. But we have to embrace the fact that one of these days we leave it. But you know, when you consider Hezekiah's defense, he talked about all the things that he had done that was good. 
But that was still no justification for him not dying. It was left up to the Lord to let him live. But we ought to do good. Can I get a witness? But doing good ain't going to necessarily keep you here. Okay? We should go about doing good. Now, this Jehovah Rapha, the Lord our healer, is still in the healing business. Now, let's look at Jesus. Excellent. Let's look at him. Because all of the covenant names of God is wrapped up in one name, and that name is Jesus. So Jehovah Rapha is Jesus. Jehovah Titskanu is Jesus. Jehovah Jireh is Jesus. Jehovah M. Kandesh is Jesus. El Elyon is Jesus. Jesus is God in the flesh. And it's powerful to know the man. It's good to know Jesus. I ain't trying to sell you something. It's good to know Jesus. And the pardon of your sins. And the healing power of God is so great until you don't even have to be saved to be healed. You don't have to be saved to be healed. All right, let's jump knee deep into the New Testament. Matthew chapter 4. Matthew chapter 4. I don't know about you, but I have embraced death. I just want to let you know that. So if you hear that I'm gone, I'm fine. But I ain't trying to go today. (laughs) I ain't trying to go today. Yea, though I walk through the valley and the shadow of death, I ain't ready to go today. Preacher was preaching hard one time. You know, Baptist preachers, they like amens. You have to say amen to keep a Baptist preacher moving. Church was on fire and everybody was screaming and hollering. It was a revival service and preacher raised the question. If you want to go to heaven, let me see you raise your hand. Everybody raised their hand except the little boy way in the back of the church. That bothered the preacher. So he said it one more time, hoping that the little boy would raise his hand too. The little boy standing back there everybody here want to go to heaven won't you raise your hand everybody just shouting and screaming hands all up little boy didn't raise his hand you know Baptist preachers sometimes have an attitude too you may have noticed that preacher said everybody be quiet little boy come up here he said I asked this question twice how many of you in here want to go to heaven? And you didn't raise your hand. Why? He said, because I thought you was trying to get a load up to leave tonight. <laughs> oh, could have got some help in here. See, <laughs> we all want to go to heaven, but uh-uh, not now. Don't you be in no hurry to leave? No, you want to live all your life. You, you want to be happy. You want to see your grandchildren. You want to see your seed seed. Some things are worth living for. Dying will take care of itself. Can't get a witness in here. Live. 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 Live on purpose. Live. 
God's glory. Live. Learn to be happy. Learn to laugh. Learn to love. Learn to be kind. Learn to forgive. Learn to give. Live. Live. Until your dying day. And whatever disturbs your peace to try to drive your blood pressure up through the top of your cranial cavity, cast it out. Quit taking your children everywhere you go that's cutting up. Leave them with the Lord and learn how to laugh and learn how to live and learn how to be happy and learn to do well. Live. I plan on living all of my life. Every bit of it. Every bit of it. Mama's gone. Daddy's gone. My brother James, my sister Glenda, my sister Helen, all that I was raised up in the house with, all them are gone. I don't bemoan that fact. I've not gone to one of their grave sites. I'm not trying to run your life, but they are not there. They're asleep in the bosom of Jesus. I'm going to be happy. I was telling somebody just yesterday. They was moaning the death of their nephew. I told him, man, don't give the devil a twofer. He said, what's a twofer? I said, your nephew dead, now you going to die? I know these sound like harsh words in days like these. You have to almost weigh every word. You know, be real careful what you say. Careful how you say it by then. Folks are falling dead five times. Just tell them. Now the question is, will I do his will? There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of Jesus. in the blood of Jesus on the cross at Calvary is God's resolution to the redemption of every lost sinner forever. Today is the day of salvation and now is the acceptable time because tomorrow is not promised. So believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved in your house. For whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord Jesus shall be saved. Jesus said, come the Father says, come. The Holy Spirit says, come. And I say, come. You need to come now. Now the question is, when will Jesus return? I was the chiefest of sinners, Paul says, and so say I. I called upon Jesus over 46 years ago, and he answered me, came into my heart, and brought with him the gift of eternal life. And he'll do the same for you if you call. The trouble all over the world. I'm telling every man, woman, boy, and girl is coming soon. Say these words to Jesus. Say, Jesus, I believe you are Lord. Come into my heart. I believe that God raised you from the dead. I accept you now, Lord, as my personal Lord and Savior. If you said those words, and if you mean those words, they are recorded. In the 10th chapter of the book of Romans, verse 9 through 13. Welcome to the household of faith. 
Much, much love to you. Now the question's up. Hello, this is Bishop Caldwell, and this is the Know Your Bible radio broadcast. The world needs Jesus now more than ever before, and you can help us to reach the world for Jesus Christ. I ask for you to pray for what the Lord will have you to do as it relates to financial support toward Know Your Bible. And then send your gifts of love to Know Your Bible, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. That's the Know Your Bible radio broadcast, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. We also welcome your prayer requests and your praise reports. So until we meet again right here on Know Your Bible, you pray for me and I'll be praying for you. And guess what? We'll all be prayed for. Much, much love to you.